it's Nikki Jensen. And it's Brie Picconi. And we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. Hey, Nick. Hey, Brie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about And Just Like That and um, Sex in the City. Yeah. Yeah. We've been like rewatching a lot of eps. We have. In preparation. <laughs> we have. I've been revisiting Sex in the City. And you've been, like, what's your relationship to Sex in the City? Well, I've watched some episodes here and there. I remember I went through a phase of watching, like, I've seen probably the first three seasons, like, here and there. But um, I don't know it, like, front to back. Gotcha. But how about you? Like, what is your experience with Sex in the City? So, probably high school age, maybe even younger. Like, I used to watch on E! Yeah. I don't know if they still do this. I'm sure they do. But, like, E! would run, like, season one to, like, season six and then do, like, the first movie, like, when it came out. Oh, sweet. Like, back to back? Yeah. Like, just some whole marathon on the weekends. So, I just remember watching it there and then... I got the box set. That's awesome. As like a gift. And Wait, so, how old were you? I was like high school age. High school? Yeah, like 15, 16. Okay. So, yeah. I think when you were watching that, I was watching um, like back-to-back episodes of Law and Order. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, two different moods. Yeah, very different moods. Uh, Sex in the City, long story short, I've seen Sex in the City multiple times. I've seen it, the clean version. I've seen the explicit version. Wait, they have a clean version? Well, on E, like everything oh, is. Like, they it's can't, not HBO. Yeah, it's like cable, so they can't like explicitly oh. like say and do all the things. But anyways, I was kind of raised on Sex in the City. That's kind of my like my first foray into like, oh, when I'm older, like, or, you know, what love and sex and relationships. And then it also formed my style a oh, lot. Cool. So it's one of those things that's it's fun to revisit because. Yeah. And they do have a lot of uh, great looks. They do. I mean, I, I hate that, like, it's for lack of a better word, iconic. Yeah. Especially for the fashion. But so are you um, excited for the reboot then? Yeah, like, um, yeah, and just like that is the title of the reboot, and yeah. it's coming out this Thursday, December 9th, um, and I, like, think, I think I was on the fence, mm-hmm. because Samantha, like, Kim Cattrall as Samantha's not returning. Right, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but, um, but, you know, maybe she'll come back in season two or whatever. I, I was kind of on the fence until I saw the trailer, and then I was, like, I thought back. I don't know. It just is like one of those trailers that like, I don't know. It, like watching an episode of Sex and the City, the trailer for And Just Like That kind of did it for me where I was like feeling good about myself and I was like friendships and yeah. fashion and like the girls are back. I, so I was excited. What do you, what did you think of the trailer? It looks really exciting to me too. Um, I mean, it just, it feels like, like the original kind of um, vibe, like when they're just walking through the city and stuff and. I don't know, like, they're getting back together. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot has changed, but I don't know. Isn't it in the trailer, though, she says something like, everything has changed or something, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion, like, Mr. Big is either going to be dead or they're going to get divorced or something. Mm. But 
I don't know. It, it kind of like made me me think too. I was like, yeah, things do change. Yeah, I'm interested to see like like how their friendships have or have not changed through all the time. You know, that's gone on. And I wonder how they're gonna deal with the Samantha bit. Yeah, I I wonder that too. Like. Is there going to be another? It seems like they've added some characters, so maybe there'll be someone Samantha-esque to fill in her spot, sort of, but... Oh, yeah, they have, like, a lot of new characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Carrie might be on a podcast? Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. (laughs) And look at when we're on on a a podcast. (laughs) So, in preparation for talking about Sex and the City and the reboot today... We watched, so Vogue has a top 12 list of the best Sex and the City episodes. Yep. So you know if it's according to Vogue, it must be true. So yeah, we watched 12 of the greatest Sex and the City episodes. Did you have a favorite? You know, I did. Um, Well, there's two that I really like. Mm-hmm. The Ick Factor, season six, episode two. Um, Because I love Miranda's approach to marriage. Like, I just love that she proposed to Steve over, like, $3 beers. Like, yes, that's the way to do it. <laughs> um, do you identify as a Miranda? I do. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> remember when that was a thing? I remember, like, back in the day, everyone would be like, are you a Carrie? Are you a Charlotte? Are you Yeah. What about you, Nick? How did you identify? I identify as a Carrie. Yeah. I think for better or for worse. I know, like, she's not... Like, in recent times, like, revisiting the show, Mm -hmm. she is a little bit – she's a self-sabotager for sure, and she does not make good decisions all the time. True. Which is also me. (laughs) So, yeah, I think Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's great, though. I like her a lot. But I I do think, like, I'm Carrie with, like, a Charlotte, like, twist. Or I think I, like – secretly like want a lot of things charlotte wants Mm -hmm. but then i counteract that with samantha energy i see yeah so so a little bit of everything a little bit of everything yeah it's hard for me to relate to miranda though but i love that you (laughs) do and i know that's like a cool thing now it's like the we should all be mirandas that's so crazy thing on the internet yeah but so episodes so the ick factor yeah the ick factor um is uh, that the one where um, Alexander Petrovsky is um, like showing, like showering Carrie with all the yes, yeah. with the poetry and everything, and she's just like not happy. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. That was um, one of my favorite scenes. Is when they go to like the McDonald's and they share the French fry, like Lady in the Tramp style, and like I don't know, and then dance around in the McDonald's, and then like the checkout girl is like, "Ma'am, that's like nine dollars," and they're just like not paying any attention. <laughs> oh. That's kind of romantic, you know? Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had a lot of romantic moments that oddly involve McDonald's french fries. Yeah. Yeah. See? McDonald's bringing people together. (laughs) Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Not sponsored. (laughs) Um, I am... Yeah, what what about you? I really like Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's like an iconic, like quintessential Sex in the City episode. And it's like... Miranda's like super gung ho to go to a baseball game. Like, was it the Mets or is it the Yankees? I think it's the, the, Yan- Yankees. the Yankees. Yeah. And um, and like she drags the group of gals and like carries in the fur coat, just like chain smoking or whatever she's doing. Yeah. 
And um, I don't know. I just – there's a lot of quippy one-liners from Samantha, and I just think, like, it's just a very well-put-together episode. Oh, this is the one, too, where Samantha, like, peeks into the locker room, yeah. right? And they're trying to close the door, and she's like <laughs> – she, like, moves, like, her eyes with the door closing. She, like, fully does – Odd reference, but she fully does like the Nicki Minaj verse and the creep, oh, the Lonely yeah. Island. No, song. she's like in the locker, in the locker room, just peeping and creeping. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, I love that scene. I just do. saying, and it's not on the top twelve, but we just watched it, and it is one of my favorite episodes. Um, what is it called? We just watched it. It's the um, episode where the girls go to the Hamptons. Oh, it's the 20-something girls versus, versus the 30-something. Th- yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's like Charlotte pretends she's 27 and gets crabs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I like – and I like that episode because we were talking about – it's just like the through line of Sex in the City is a lot of friendship, and I think. Yeah. Like it starts with, with like them talking about – how there's always like a 20 year old girl to hold your hair and then like it ends with carrie and miranda just like having a moment yeah so which we came to the conclusion they're like the real friends like the best friends they are i like the more like the more i've watched sex in the city i do realize like kind of in life mm-hmm. how like you do have your best friend yeah and I think Miranda and Carrie are actually best friends. And, like, Samantha is, like, the older, like, friend. And Charlotte's the, you know, like, they don't have as much in common. Mm-hmm. But but it's all fun. And they all are friends. And Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Did you um have any other favorites or that? Um, I really like the baby shower episode. <gasps> you know, I was going to say that one, too. Because <laughs> it's, like, a former party girl mm-hmm. who, like – trades in that life for like a house in connecticut with like a husband and a baby and i like love the girl's energy because like i relate to that deeply oh you mean like um like the gang like when they yeah. come in and they're like this is a cult and yes. like you <laughs> well because i feel like that's what we talk about all the time like because we're in our like later 20s yeah like so many people you know are getting married and having babies and you and i both are always like it's a cult it's a cult thank god i've never been invited to a baby shower oh i have, have. yeah have? oh my god did you go yeah how was it um you know i think like baby showers are always tricky um because like a cult they really reel you in cuz like i love a good party sure you know i love good like finger food yeah who doesn't they have drinks there it's a party. It's like a proper party. And then all of a sudden, they, like, make you play terrible baby shower games. And it ruins the whole fun. <laughs> oh, no. Like that. Oh, wait. Like diaper yes. games and chocolates or something. That's oh, gross. It's really gross. But I went to one baby shower where instead of, like, it's also humiliating because I've been to baby showers where they, like, crumple up, like, crunch bars and stick it into a diaper and make you, like, lick it. What? And do taste that, tests. That but I've up. had one. I've been to one baby shower where they literally gave us baby foods to try. Ew. And I, I, I didn't want to be rude, so I had to eat baby food. Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> 
But thankfully in this episode, no one does that. But they do, like, um, Samantha brings bourbon to the shower and Miranda brings pastel condoms, which I love that That energy. That's hilarious. I love that, too. And then um, the girl that's having the baby shower steals Charlotte's baby's name and then, like, Samantha yells at her and they leave. Oh, yeah. That was the big drama. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It was great. Oh, you know what I loved in that episode, too? What? Samantha throwing and I don't have a baby shower. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I am. Like I said, I just like love Samantha's energy. She's like one of my favorite. I love all of them, though. So I I can't can't say she's one of my favorite characters. She's. Yeah. But she's good. No, she is. I love her. Same. So any other episodes for yeah? I feel like those are the top for me. Nice. Yeah. So, some facts and tidbits about Sex and the City. So, Sex and the City premiered on June 6, 1998. and was created by Darren Starr. And it was notably produced by the likes of Michael Patrick King, SJP, and Cindy Shupak. It stars Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw, Kim Cattrall as Samantha, Cynthia Nixon as Miranda, and Kristen Davis as Charlotte. It is based on Candace Bushnell's 1997 book titled Sex and the City. And it was set and filmed in New York City. Um, The show shows the lives of a group of four women in their mid-30s who, despite their different natures and ever-changing sex lives, remain inseparable and confide in each other. So, I read kind of like a good synopsis of the show. Yeah. It says, Sex in the City, featuring riffs on anal sex, threesomes, bitchy baby showers, sex toys, and faked orgasms, was a truth teller and palate cleanser. Rarely before had a comedy drawn attention to the ways in which men and women misunderstand each other. Crucially, the rom-com was reaching something of a critical and commercial apex in cinema. And despite their labels, the slut, the prude, these characters were more rounded, flawed, and real than rom-com characters. What are your thoughts on that statement? Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like their characters are really fleshed out. Um, Yeah, they seem like fully developed humans you know and like with their own personalities and um i agree i think like like we were kind of saying before like carrie is the protagonist but she's flawed she makes a lot of mistakes along the way Mm -hmm. and like even samantha who's supposed to be the quote-unquote slut you know like there's that whole storyline with her falling in love and like getting a cancer diagnosis and kind of having to like come to terms with all that and then Miranda, the most cynical of them all, yeah. ends up getting, you know, propose, proposing to Steve and yeah. ends up having a baby. So True. No, it kind of contradicts like these um, stereotypes, I guess, which is really cool, I think. It just shows like that these women are like multidimensional. But yeah, I dig it. I'm here for it. I think it's like something to be said too, like, like um, all the characters in Sex and the City have like full autonomy over their lives. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I think, like, we can't really talk about Sex and the City without being like, yeah, it's like one of those shows where, you know, I think for a lot of people in our generation, it's like the first show where it's, like, just female-led, yeah. where they can be, like, imperfect, but it's not like an anti-hero situation. Right. Like, it's not like a Nurse Jackie or, like, a Sopranos, but it's, like... It's like a slice of life. It's kind of like I've heard it. I've heard it likened to like a female Seinfeld. Oh man, yeah, it kind of is, right? Like a show about nothing, yeah. Of sorts, like 
Yeah. I like that so much. Like each episode, they do seem to be like about like one kind of um, point that it's making. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just follows like these women through their everyday lives, basically, and stuff that could happen to anyone. Like, Definitely. I don't know. Like when you're having a bad day and everything goes wrong, like stuff like that. It's relatable. Or like I've had that moment like of like main character syndrome. I think like there's an episode where Carrie's like, I don't need a man. I'm dating New York City. Yeah. And she's like giving full like main character energy and things just don't go her way. Yeah. And I like, I don't know. I love that. I love that too. So there's kind of like three main pillars of Sex in the City. Yeah. So like it's about who they loved how they loved each other, and what they wore in the process. Right. So let's talk about who they loved. So. Hello, lover. <laughs> as Carrie Bradshaw would say. Yeah. They, they've they had a lot of lovers. Like, should we start with Carrie's lovers? Or just the lovers in general? Lover. Who is your favorite of the the men in the four girls' lives? Just all of them? Favorite out of all of them. Yeah, um, or a couple. Aiden is really nice. I like him a lot. Justice for Aiden. Justice for Aiden. Um, Aiden and Steve, though, probably. Those are, like, the good guys, quote unquote. Yeah. Though um, Charlotte's husband seems all right. Like, he seems like a good guy. Harry Goldenblatch. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just forget about him and, like, I don't know. Yeah. I am. Um, I agree. So no Mr. Big. Are you not no, a Mr. Big fan? I'm not. I feel like he's terrible. I agree. Not a good choice. Like, he, there's appeal. Like, earlier in the seasons, you kind of, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I see why she likes him, maybe. Or like, oh, maybe they keep running into each other and stuff. But then he keeps disappointing. I don't know. It's a mess. It's definitely, um, I don't know. I, I think they kind of, on one hand, I'm like, they deserved each other. Mm-hmm. Because Carrie kind of just was so like headstrong about choosing Mr. Big and Mr. Big like being in her life in a lot of ways. I'm like, well, they kind of deserve each other because they're both, they both have this like chip on their shoulder, like their idea of like, you know, there's a good on paper people versus like mm-hmm. what they have and yeah. yada yada. So True. It's like a complex. Yeah. it's Yeah. It is like a weird complex they have. Yeah. But. No, I agree with you. I'm like big Team Aiden. Yeah, Team so. Aiden all the way. Yeah. You're like rewatching those episodes. Like you can see how genuine he is. And Also, like, who ugh. can't fall in love with John Corbett? Like even in like um, my big fat Greek wedding, I'm just like always about him. No, he's very charming. Yeah. Um, You know what? I, this This kind of diverges a bit. But like in the movies, didn't they kind of make – Steve and Aiden both not so great. Um, how so? Like, didn't they cheat on uh the ladies? I mean, Aiden couldn't have because he wasn't with Carrie. He kissed Carrie in the second film. Ah, uh, but that was about it. Okay, but I thought Steve, I th- yeah, cheated Steve or something, did. which seems out of character to me. It does. I don't know if it was just like to to keep the storyline going. But, yeah, probably. But I mean, I don't know. People are allowed to have imperfect moments. But I mean, that's like something that happens in real life. Yeah. So I kind of like how they I, – I love like in Sex and the City how they don't like sugarcoat that type of stuff. Yeah. So 
That's true. They yeah. really keep it real. Yeah, they do. They show the messy moments and it kind of like because I watched this in such like a like an important time in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I I liked the I, I like the idea of like romanticizing your life to some degree, and I think Sex in the City is like the show that kind of like romanticizes you know like these girls especially carrie aren't like perfect people and yeah like you get to see their messy moments but they're they're doing it in style literally they're doing it in style like their head to toe and couture so you know well they usually their careers are going great yeah right? usually the whole time pretty much their careers are i mean i feel like maybe they might have some lows but they're mostly highs they always bounce back they always bounce back yeah kind of like in life yeah yeah but yeah I don't know. We do see them go through a lot of relationships and stuff, but we do. But I like that. Yeah. And I like the I like my favorite relationship is the relationship with New York. Really? Yeah. I love that. I mean the city I feel like in New York City it is a place that's kind of romanticized, but I'm not mad at it. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. If you were going to romanticize a city, New York City is a damn good one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else on the other lovers? Not really. I mean, I I do care about their lovers, but I care like I feel like a lot more about their their friendships. Same. You know, same. I feel like for me, like like the lovers come and go, but their friendship just stays. So, well, like like Charlotte when she's like, you know, maybe these like guys are people that we can just have fun with, and like they're each other's soulmates. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. I do too. And I don't know, as cheesy or as like Pinterest boardy as that is, like it's something I've always thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk about um, how they loved each other? I think so. I mean, friendship is kind of the backbone of the show. Yeah. No, it totally is. Yeah. Pretty much every episode starts too with them sitting together at a table and I don't know, sharing their woes. For sure. Which I feel like we've definitely done so many times. Oh, yeah. We meet at coffee shops usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. It has. But we go on walks now. Yeah, we go on walks now, which, you know. Yeah. They sort of do. They do. Can we just pretend we're in an episode of Sex and the City, get all dressed up, put on your long pink coat and- Yes, just carry Bradshaw out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, let's- what do you think about the friendships and sex in the city? I just love like how different they all are, but like how they're there for each other no matter what. Um and they support each other and you know, I mean they might not completely agree with certain de- decisions or whatever, but they, you know, they're always there. They're there to hold back each other's hair <laughs> at a party and I don't know, like really solid friendships. Yeah. And they actually, like, it's one of those shows where they actually don't agree a lot. Beca- and yeah. they, they address that they're so different. I think in, like, a lot of shows, especially shows with, like, a comedic element. Yeah. They, like, the friends, to me, tell me if, if you, if I'm wrong or not, but, like, it seems like in a lot of shows like that, there's a lot of fair-weathered friends and it's just about the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Sex and the City, it, like, really takes the time to be, like, Oh, yeah, like, if these were real people, like, how would they handle these situations if they were real friends? Yeah. Kind of like... And they wouldn't agree, you know? 
kind of like like um like the show friends is really good but they're and they are different and stuff but it's not as like they're not challenging each other as much or Mm-mm. getting really deep into conversations and we don't see i mean i guess it's a totally different show so but no, I'm just, i agree yeah yeah i think i know what you're saying like yeah it's like no real like i feel like if it were an episode of Friends, if Friends was, like, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. like, Rachel and Phoebe would have, like, you know, they just, like, wouldn't always, like, you know, the furniture episode, which we can cut, totally cut this out if this is, like, on a tangent. Okay, yeah. But, like, you know, like, the, the furniture oh, episode with, with, um, with the with pottery Patty barn, barn, yeah, the coffee table? Uh-huh. I feel like if it were an episode of Sex in the City, it would be a bigger deal because phoebe is so against things like that yeah and because rachel is so about like a status even though Mm -hmm. you know she got knocked down a thousand pegs yeah you know i feel like they'd actually have like a talk about if it were sex in the city they'd probably have like a weird kind of like deep talk about class and status yeah i love that they can just talk about things like that and you don't really see them fight a lot or anything Mm -hmm. but like they talk they do. And they're not afraid to have, like, different opinions and stuff, which, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of rare in friendship. Probably nowadays, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll be really excited to see, like, in the reboot, like, what their friendship is like now and... Yeah. I don't know. How they've well, handled challenges and stuff. Well, I mean, that's, like, I wonder how they're going to handle Samantha again because... I guess with friends, you do have falling out. So yeah. that'd be interesting to see how they handle or, Samantha. Are they going to be like, oh, she's on, like, she couldn't make it. Like, she's doing this big, whatever That's it true. is. Like, she's, I don't know, on vacation or on a work trip somewhere. I don't know. Pull a Lizzie McGuire movie and be like, yeah, Miranda's on vacation in Mexico. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, so I found this really interesting quote, Brie. Yeah. About the friendships. Um, It says, what stands out about Sex and the City is the romanticization of female friendships and how it heals all wounds. Whether it's sex problems, lack of male commitment, the bonds of the characters' friendships are unbreakable, and the commiserations and support can be ballast for just about everything. You know what, though? Yeah. I know it says romanticizing, and maybe it does, but, like, I feel like that is how friendships should be, you know? Like... I agree. You know, it's kind of like the Golden Girls, too. You know what I mean? Like, they're all so different, but they're all, like, there for each other. Like, I mean, I know that's, you know, no, a different. No, I agree. But-, but I don't think, like, I don't think, like, saying, like, things are romanticizations of anything or it's never, like, for me, I don't view that as a bad thing. Oh, okay. Like, it. I kind of view that as, like, the high highest, like... That's- like, that's what you should aspire to be. You should want to have friends that are supportive and, and have your back. Yeah. But. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. Well, I love so many things about Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. But as the resident, like, Carrie Bradshaw, can we just talk about what they wore? <laughs> yeah. No, we totally can. Okay. So, Sex in the City kind of. It will kind of go down in history as, like, a very, like, iconic fashion show. Right. And um, it definitely, like, in researching, 
mm-hmm. it definitely changed the way well it changed the way that like us as average joes and janes dressed mm-hmm. it changed the way that like people on tv dressed it it just it kind of it kind of changed the game and it everything like that we wear right now yeah it it, it kind of stems from sex in the city a little bit i think that is crazy I don't know. I don't know you if know that's what? a giant leap, but well, what? I've, I've seen people wearing like um, those necklaces again with like their names, you know, like the Carrie mm-hmm. necklace. The like, nameplate? The nameplate. Yeah. I've seen that coming back. I have too. And I've seen it like under like the like, it's like Y2K aesthetic or like, like the Carrie Bradshaw, which is really funny mm. because you know, the like the origin of like why Pat. Fields, Patricia Fields, um, who did, did the costuming for Sex and City, why she chose the nameplate necklace, right? Wasn't it like, in her mind, it's something that Carrie would have picked out just if she was out and about and she saw it and she liked it and yeah, would just throw it on and yeah. Yeah. And now everyone's just like the Sex and the City, like Y2K necklace. So <laughs> yeah. So did those necklaces really like become popular then from... Uh, the show because yep. I remember having necklaces like that. I had a nameplate necklace. Yeah, we all did. We also we just didn't know why. Well, right? I I knew it was a carry necklace. You did? I did. But really? but that's also because like I was like was one Sex of those in the City freak- just always on? I mean, my aunt really liked Sex in the City, but I also remember like just knowing about Sex in the City because in the grocery aisle I'd like read star magazine wait how old were you five six <laughs> yeah i was like wait a second looking through star and my aunt would like pass on her like she'd read like the latest star or like national Enquirer. yeah and then i'd get it oh cool so that's how i know like random like early aughts like celebrity gossip is because i read like the oh, national yeah. Enquirer. you know youth. <laughs> actually same like i I remember going to the hairdressers with my aunt and reading all the gossip mags. So when I was like five or six, so that, you know, that's not too unusual, I guess. Uh, but any other fashion moments that stand out to you, Brie? Um, yes. Um, okay, there. Well, I have a picture, but I know no one else yeah. can see this. But there's this one. Yes. Oh, it's a Carrie Dragshaw. Yeah. Okay, and I love the account. Uh, Carrie. Drag shot, which I think is just Dan Clay now, but um, love Dan Clay. I just love his recreations. But this outfit where she like has like a a button down shirt that's like tied up. It's like a pink shirt with a a wide green and white checkered belt and a green skirt, and her abs are just showing. And the belt's like tied up above her belly button. Like I don't know, I've never seen anyone wear an outfit <laughs> quite like this. It's like holding up her rocking abs. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I just love this outfit. Um, that's so fun. Um, so fun. Uh, can you sh- scroll down? Yeah. Okay. So Ooh, if wait. we're talking about favorites. I think it's this one. Yeah. I knew it. Okay. I am in love with um, in the like the 20, 20 year old girls versus 30 year old girls episode when they go to the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. Carrie Bradshaw wears a pink cowboy hat. A tube top and a sarong. And it's just like, I just love it. I know it's like one of those like 
Like, when you think of Sex in the City, I think of this. Yeah. No, it's really iconic. I feel like I've seen this still a lot. And now to have seen the episode, I'm like, oh, that's where that's from? Okay. Because I've definitely seen this look. Also, I'm here for anything that shows her abs. Yes. Because they're so great. Like, wow. But I love I love Carrie Bradshaw's, like, mix of high-low dressing. And I think this is, like, Patricia feels the way she styles the show. Yeah. It's so good and so revolutionary yeah in a way um but like that like idea of high and low i at least hadn't seen that before especially Mm. on television but they're you know the girls are wearing real designers it's not like pucci or anything it's actually gucci or manolo manolos and you know kind of put manolos even more on the map yeah but uh i just that high low dressing like in that episode too Carrie Bradshaw on the beach yeah. is wearing like little boys trunks. I love that with, so like, much. A bikini top, and I love that. Same. Yeah, that cracks me up. Yes. Um. <laughs> but Bree, scroll down yeah. more. Oh, what, what, oh, another. I had any? another one, but yeah. it's, it's not. It's okay. Um, wherever. <gasps> oh no, that's one of my favorites too. This is another one. Oh, this is another one showing her her midriff. Um. So she's got the long sleeve crap tap. It's just a black crap tap. And then what kind of bag would you even call this? It's not exactly a, a fanny pack, is it? It's like... It looks like a crossbody, but it's somehow fitting over... Her, um, I don't know. It's like... It's like around her waist. Yeah. Like a, is it it's coat? like a bum bag. Or is it... It's Gucci, I believe. Is it? I believe it's oh, Gucci. Yeah, it, you're right. It's Gucci. Yeah. And she's got a red and white striped skirt. It's like... It's like a midi length. Like a midi, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> so this was one of yours, too? It is. And, you know, looking at it now, I always, in my mind, picture the skirt being an American flag, but it's just red and Yeah, I kind of thought there was American flag, too. <laughs> I don't know why. <sighs> but I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, any others? Oh, no. Yes, Brie. How'd you know that was one of my Wait, favorites? Wait, this is your favorite, too? Yeah, that's, like, one of my favorites, and I want this dress so bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, I want Miranda's outfit, Oh, my too. God. Nikki, we should recreate this look. So, we've got Carrie Bradshaw in the aquarium dress. Oh, my God. I love this aquarium dress so much. This um, aquarium mini dress that screams the year 2000. Oh, it really does. It, like, yells it from the rooftops. Oh, and they both have those little cups. It looks like they're <gasps> having some type of ice cream or something with those, like, the 90s, um, just their standard, like, soda cup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> from the mall. The 90s cup. The night, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, like, what is, well, how would you describe Miranda's outfit? She's wearing, like, pajama chic. Yeah. Like, her pants are kind of balloony, kind of, like, I don't know, eclectic-y. I don't, like, genie pants almost. They're, like, orange with a some type of pattern on there and just like a white tank top you it's know? still so good i love it and they're like the best tangerine mm-hmm. orange pants yeah i love that color and how it matches her orange hair i'm here for it. and it's like miranda's hair and this is cut just like in the meg ryan yes she has the meg ryan oh, love it yeah i love everything just about this image Same. And, yeah <laughs> Oh. oh, so good, Brie. I don't know. <laughs> that is so funny. I can't believe we picked the same one. Okay, well. Yeah, that was actually my favorite one. Wow. So. That's your top. Okay. Uh, and I'm get- I guess I'm counting down to my favorites. So okay. there's another one where it's the four of them in formation. And we've got Charlotte with like, it looks like a cherry, um, like a, 
it's like a bikini top almost. Yeah, like the that ties the in ties, the middle. Yeah, and like um, are those gauchos or is that a skirt? I can't tell. They're pants. Are they pants? They're like balloony pants, so I believe. Yeah, they're cherry red. They're cherry red. Um, and Samantha is looking fabulous, hot. and it's like a sheer top with a black bra underneath and are those pants <laughs> yeah these are pants i love her pants so they're like kind of like bell-bottom flared pants and they're like it looks like tiger stripes mm-hmm. and then the bottom has like a it just has a crazy flare <laughs> which i love oops well and, and i and i literally loved the image so perfect can we just shout out every outfit on sex in the city instagram account just yeah. for being the moment for real yeah they come through every time they really come through but uh i love my favorite in this it's from the episode um is it escape from new york or is it sex in another city um this is sex in another okay thank you anyways carrie's wearing like a cover-up like a beach cover-up that is like sequenced out oh yeah with just a plain black like bikini style bathing suit underneath yeah so good no she looks great and i i love miranda's dress too it's like um it's very artsy fartsy (laughs) it is it's a like a proper maxi too with like a low neckline which is odd for miranda but i'm here for it yeah and then i think one of my favorite looks from miranda is the hoodie with the bucket hat on top when they're at the uh, the picnic i feel like it's a mood I love it. I love how Carrie is also dressed like a yolder, like a yoler. A yoler. A loveler. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's I can't talk today. <laughs> I don't know, same. But yeah, she looks like a proper Dutch woman. She really does. She's got the like Heidi pigtails and everything. Um I will say what I love most about Carrie's style is she's always down for a theme. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I she's like very that. committed. <laughs> She really is. But uh, any other fashion moments you want to speak of, Brie? Um, I know there was this one episode. Um, it was my motherboard myself where Samantha had a purple leather suit. Ooh. I couldn't find the picture. Dang it. But if you watch the episode. Miranda wears so many suits, too. Oh, yeah. Miranda does wear a lot of suits. What are your thoughts on Miranda's suits? You know, I like them, but I like, I don't know. I like just her more casual wear, honestly. I um, agree. Yeah. I'm like, ah, suit's a suit, you know? It's true. I mean, I know she wears them just to be practical and serve a purpose, but eh. <laughs> yeah. You can keep them. Keep yeah. the suits. I say give me the, like, turtleneck hoodie and bucket hat combo any day. <laughs> also, bucket hats in general. Just, like... I love a good bucket hat, so I love seeing any of the girls in a bucket hat. You like that bucket hat representation? <laughs> yeah, I like the representation. Justice for bucket hats. Um, I, I even love, I don't know if it's like a bucket hat or like some type of hat Charlotte wears in mm-hmm. one episode. It's like a pink plaid Yeah, hat. It's it's actually oddly like of its time, but I, I kind of vibe with it. I love that. Yeah. Well... Do you have um any other outfits to add? Um, you know, I really, I love the nude dress Carrie wears. 
and like I feel like in a couple episodes, and I love her fur coat in the early oh, episodes. Oh, the fur coat, yes. But I, I feel like, you know, aside from like all the like quote unquote iconic outfits, because mm-hmm. obviously like the aquarium dress is my is yeah. my goat. Now I know, yeah. But um, yeah, I love like when she just rocks an LBD. Like, any of the gals. Okay. Yeah. Something about it. I mean, it's, like, the dress for a reason. You know what I love? When she just rocks, like, like a graphic tee and underwear. Yes. Like the Rolling Stones one, you know, where she's just chilling and... I love that. Yeah. Or not even a, um, one of the girls. But I love when Lucy Liu guest stars on Sex and the City and she wears that, like, Jador Dior shirt. I just I don't know. Oh, snap. I'm also just a big Lucy Liu fan, so <laughs> I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking Luke. of early aughts, just just gotta pepper her. Power in there. women. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Sex in the City is a, it just has a legacy. Yeah. It's one of those shows that has a cultural impact. For sure. You know? Yeah. I mean they made that prequel too, they not did. too long ago. They keep like the movies, the Doing prequel. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Sex and the City, like, it is one of those shows that, like, really shaped a lot about fashion and, like, influenced fashion and influenced kind of the way females are able to, or female characters are able to talk. Yeah. It kind of, you know, gave permission. Right. Wasn't it basically, like, it, it kind of created, like, a roadmap of sorts, like, for shows, like, girls mm-hmm. or... Actually, I don't know what other shows. And Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah, a... Desperate Housewives. That came after. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any show, but, like, especially, like, a girl's or, you know, even an Insecure to some degree. Yeah. It's, like, it. Sex and the City was the blueprint. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, the pink print. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like I said before, I think it, it definitely did change the fashion game and the way it did mix high and low fashion and, and, you know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women nowadays reference Sarah Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw as their style icons or style influences. Mm-hmm. So I just – I see a lot of sex in the city everywhere. Like whether you're watching like an episode of Girls or, you know, I feel like even just the – I don't know. It's like in the girl like vernacular, like <laughs> – yeah. Living vernacular, if that's even a thing or makes sense. But it's just, I don't know. It's just something that, like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's more relatable, too, to, like, mix in certain designer pieces than having, like, an entire designer outfit. Because we all cannot afford no. an entire designer outfit. But, uh, but it also, it's like, I didn't think about this until now. Yeah. But, like, the modern day it girl mm-hmm. is Carrie Bradshaw inspired for sure yeah has the blog right mixes the high and low fashion like if carrie bradshaw was a character today she'd totally be like shopping on the real real oh for just sure like we all do you know <laughs> picking out pieces and yeah yeah so no yeah. but that's awesome but yeah so before we wrap this thing up yeah i have to ask you brie yeah as a miranda yes as an, a miranda identifier <laughs> yeah should we all be Mirandas? I just, you know, I don't know. Because we can't all be Mirandas. 
You know what I mean? There has to be. There has to be a Carrie. We need a Samantha and we need a Charlotte, you know? I mean, I do identify with her and I like her a lot, but sometimes I think she's a little rigid and stuff. But I do agree with a lot. I don't know. (laughs) But it'd be boring if everyone was the same. So I feel like, yeah, it just wouldn't be fun if we were all Miranda's. I don't know if that's like a hot take. Just No, I agree. I I think like, I think when people ask if we should all be Miranda's, maybe... Maybe it is just, like, one of those fun things because it's, like, probably talking about feminism because Miranda's the most outspoken feminist. True. But I think I think the show is itself feminist. Yeah, I agree. It actually passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm really – I really regard the show very highly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but – um. But I've watched it multiple times. Right. This is kind of your, like, first, second viewing of a lot of the Sex and the City episodes. Yeah. What are you, what are, yeah, what are your main takeaways? Because I think a lot about, like, life and, like, love and relationships and fashion. And I'm like, yeah, this show, I I just, like, really like the way they portray friendships and, yeah, and, like, I do consider it a feminist show and. I think so, too. Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts on the show itself? I just, I think it does a great job of showing, like, different perspectives, you know, like, and how different people, like, deal with maybe similar situations or relationships or, like, what their ideas, what's the ideal relationship for this person versus this person or, like, where do they stand on, like, I don't know. A lot of it is, like, relationships that they talk about now that I'm thinking about it they don't I mean they do talk about career stuff a bit but they mostly talk about their ideas of relationships it's always kind of changing which I think is interesting Um, yeah and I think sorry I'm I'm just really thinking about it now um well do you enjoy sex in the city like what are your just thoughts in general like do you enjoy yeah no I feel like it's one of those shows it's kind of comforting um I love that there's always, like, an anecdote, like, at the end and, you know, it's it's kind of like the equivalent to Gilmore Girls, like, is one of those, like, something I could fall asleep to easily because it's easy to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I am invested in the story and the characters, like, where oh, where is this going to go? Because I feel like the characters go through a lot of, like, ups and downs and you never really know what's going to happen next with, like, their personal lives and stuff. So it is interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to watch it from the beginning to the end because I've been watching it kind of sporadically. I've gotten a lot of the highlights and stuff, but like I want to watch more. Um, yeah. I don't know why I haven't watched it sooner. I also feel like it's a little more relatable now. Um, for sure. <laughs> being in my later 20s because it's like, oh, yeah, like these are things I've always kind of thought. Like I said, I identify with Miranda, but it's like now I really feel like... Like baby showers, like yeah, no things. Babies, no things. Hard pass. Uh, like, well, okay. So, yeah. I'm watching Sex in the City again. Yeah. Can I just like give like a PSA? Yeah. Okay. These women that we all agree that they're young women. Yeah. They're in their mid thirties. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like. I've done it since I was 23, and I hear so many 23-year-olds 
saying they're old nowadays. <sighs> and guess what? We are not old. We are not old. We're in our 20s. Yeah. And even like in this episode we watched today, all the girls are like to be 29 again, to be 27 again. So like I'm never going to be like 27. Like, yeah, don't. PSA to myself, to you, to every 20-something-year-old woman out there, don't say you're old because you're not old. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. (laughs) These women are thriving in their 30s. And and this show kind of makes me, dare I say, excited to get older. Or like they are fabulous and they're women that know what they want because they are in their 30s and still young. True. So stop saying you're old. <laughs> no, I totally agree. It's so annoying. And it's so annoying to feel that way because it's it like, is. oh, it like messes with your mind. Well, because I hear it come out of my mouth too. Yeah. And I think it. I mean, I don't always yeah. say it. I Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I feel so old and I don't know why. Or just like maybe I'm not where I want to be in a lot of ways in so. life. But if there's anything to take away from Sex and the City for me, it's to like, romanticize your life and as obnoxious as it is be the main character of your own story yeah i love that i feel like inspired to write like just kind of journal you know to myself like carrie style (laughs) bust out that sub stack baby yeah (laughs) i don't know i think it'd be really fun well because i like that she like starts with one idea and then reflects on it and you know maybe changes her mind or it's like usually i feel like a lot of episodes she ends on a positive note for sure. She discovers something new, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's a good way to look at life, you know? Yeah. You're always learning. Yeah. So, but anything else before we, um, we sign off for the night? I guess not. I'm just, I don't know. I'm definitely wanting to watch uh, the reboot when it drops. Yeah, for sure. And just like that, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm glad to see, like, I want to see the girls again. Yeah. Just like that. And just like that, this episode's over. <laughs> yeah. This was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to our next episode, which is going to be a, a holiday-themed one. Oh, yeah. That one's going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm really stoked for it. Same. So um, before we sign off, follow us on social media. Um, our Late to the Party Instagram is the Late to the Party Pod. And you can follow me at Nick D. Jensen on Instagram. You can follow me at Brie underscore Pacone on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.